My dear friends, we already know that uh, the energy of mindfulness can be generated by our practice, especially the practice of mindful breathing, uh, mindful walking. Mindfulness is always mindfulness of something. When we breathe mindfully, that's called a mindfulness of breathing. When we walk mindfully, that is mindfulness of walking. When we drink our tea mindfully, that is mindfulness of drinking. When we brush our teeth mindfully, mindfulness of brushing, tooth brushing. And mindfulness can be practiced at any moment of our daily life, at any time, and anywhere. And uh, we have come together as a Sangha, as a community of practice. We have our physical body, but we have also our Sangha body. This is my body. And every one of us is a cell in the Sangha body. And it is possible for us to behave as a cell in the body of the Sangha. Sangha is the community of practice. When we uh, breathe, we may like to breathe as one body. Every time we hear the bell, we stop our thinking. We go home to ourselves. We pay attention to our in-breath. We breathe in, we breathe in mindfully. It takes only three seconds or two or four to bring our mind home to our body. And when the mind comes home to the body, we are there, fully present in the here and the now. So with just three seconds of breathing in, we can make ourselves available to life, and life available to us. That is the miracle of mindfulness. Mindfulness of breathing or mindfulness of walking. When you take one step mindfully, we release the past, we release the future, we bring our mind back to the here and the now, and we touch the kingdom of God, the pure land of the Buddha that is available in the here and the now. And everyone can do that. We need a little bit of mindfulness and concentration to make uh, the kingdom of God available, the pure land of the Buddha available. Look at this uh, flower. This flower is a wonder. 
Do we have the time to get in touch with that flower? In our daily life, we are so busy. We are caught by our regret, our sorrow concerning the past. We are caught by our worry, our fear about the future. We are caught in our projects, in our fear, our anger. We have no time to get in touch with the, this flower, which is a wonder of life. And that flower is part of the kingdom of God. This flower belongs to the kingdom of God. This flower belongs to the pure land of the Buddha. And if we can get in touch deeply with the flower, we get in touch with the pure land of the Buddha, we get in touch with uh, the kingdom of God. There is a French um, writer, André Gide, he said that uh, God is happiness, and God is available 24 hours a day. And if God is available 24 hours a day, His kingdom is also available 24 hours a day. Because you cannot separate God from His kingdom. Wherever God is, the kingdom is, and vice versa. So when we bring our mind home to our body and become fully present in the here and the now, we have a chance to get in touch with the kingdom of God through the wonders of life presented by this flower. The kingdom of God, the pure land of Buddha, is available in the here and the now. In fact, it is only available in the here and the now. And the practice of mindfulness, of breathing and walking allowed us to touch the kingdom in every moment. That is why when we practice walking together as a sangha, the collective energy of mindfulness helps us to touch the kingdom with every step. Walking meditation is to touch the kingdom with every step. And every step touching the kingdom of God the pure land of Buddha is healing, is uh, nourishing, and this is possible, especially when every one of us walk in the same way. We behave not like uh, a drop of water, but we behave like uh, a river. We go together as a Sangha, and the practice in a retreat is to breathe together as one body, to chant as one body, to listen as an one body, and we can behave like a cell in the body of the Sangha. We know that the cells in our body have, uh, has, they have the capacity to generate uh, energy. Each cell in our body is capable of uh, breaking down food and uh, and take the nutrient and generate the energy that will uh, nourish the, the cell and the body. ATP. 
and as a cell of the body of, of the Sangha, we do the same. Walking, sitting, breathing, we generate the energy of mindfulness, concentration, and insight to nourish us and to nourish the Sangha. And we become a real Sangha, a true Sangha, because every cell of the Sangha behaves truly as a cell, generating the energy of mindfulness, concentration, and insight. Insight is not something far away. When we breathe in mindfully, we are concentrated on our in-breath. And we might discover like, uh, things like uh, to be alive and to be breathing in is a miracle, already a miracle. You touch the miracle of being alive, of being present on earth this moment. And to be alive is uh, a miracle, the greatest of all miracles. And just by breathing in, in two or three seconds, you can have already that insight. You are there, alive. And you touch that wonder of being alive. And when you breathe out, you can celebrate the fact that you are alive, you are fully present in the here and the now. So mindfulness and concentration always bring insight. And that insight helps us to be alive. And that insight may liberate us from our sorrow, our fear, our anger, and so on. When you have been able to touch the kingdom of God, you are capable of releasing everything else. Remember, in the gospel, there's the story of a farmer who found a treasure in a piece of land. And he went home and released everything. And he just kept that parcel of land where there is a treasure. If you are able to touch the kingdom of God, the pure land of the Buddha, and then you don't need anything else. You can release everything. And you don't need to worry anymore. You have the kingdom. And mindfulness is the kind of energy that helps us to go home to the here and the now so that we have a chance to recognize and touch the kingdom in, in depth. That flower belongs to the kingdom of God. If she does not belong to the kingdom, to what she should belong to? That is why getting in touch with her, we get in touch with the kingdom of God, the pure land of Buddha. And if you touch the kingdom of God, you touch God. If you touch the pure land of the Buddha, you touch the Buddha. The Buddha is available in the here and the now. And not only that uh, flower, our own body, our own body is a wonder. We are born as flowers also. It's a human being is a flower, beautiful flower in the garden of humanity. And we also belong to the kingdom. We are a wonder. And if we know how to get in touch with us, ourselves deeply, we touch the kingdom. The, the kingdom is 
also inside us. And the practice of mindfulness, concentration and insight allowed us to do so in the here and the now. So when we practice uh, mindful walking together as uh, a sangha, a group of people, we behave like a cell in the sangha body and together we generate the collective energy, energy of mindfulness, concentration and insight that will make the kingdom available in the here and the now. And walking like that is very healing, is very nourishing for all of us. And there are those of us who heal ourselves just by the practice of walking mindfully. During the time we walk, we stop all thinking. We don't need to think anymore because the thinking may carry us away from the here and the now. We are there and we touch the wonders of life inside of us and around us. And there are those of us, monastic and lay practitioners, we are capable of walking like that. Breathing in, we make one step or two steps when we say, I have arrived, I have arrived. It means I have arrived in the here and the now, where the kingdom is, where the pure land is. And when we breathe out, we say, I'm home, I'm home, I'm home. Because uh, life, our true home, is our true home. And life is available only in the here and the now. And every step, bring us home to the here and the now. I have arrived. I am home. I don't have to run anymore. I have run all my life. It's time for me to stop running and begin to live my life deeply. The here and the now is my true home, where life is available. That is the insight you get when you breathe in mindfully, and you take a step mindfully. As far as we keep mindfulness alive in us, every step helps us to touch life, to touch the kingdom of God. We do not lose any in-breath and out-breath. We do not lose any steps. Because every in-breath, every out-breath, every step help us to remain in the kingdom. And you allow dispersion, thinking, to settle in. You may lose the kingdom. You may lose the here and the now. And that is the basic practice. And we are not alone in the practice. We are supported by brothers and sisters in the Dharma. There are many of us monastic and lay practitioners are capable of enjoying every in-breath, every step, generating the energy of joy and happiness while breathing and walking. So as a Sangha, we can profit from their presence and we can do the same. When we practice sitting, we enjoy sitting. Because sitting like this, we don't have to do anything. We don't have anywhere to go. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. Just enjoy sitting. 
and he sit in such a way that uh, you come free and light. And it is possible to enjoy our in-breath, our breath, enjoy our sitting in a relaxing manner. So every minute of sitting, it may be a delight. Every step may be a joy. Every breath may be a joy. So we do not have to suffer when we practice. Life is already full of suffering. Why do we have to suffer more by practicing meditation? (laughs) (laughs) So if uh, you breathe in mindfully and if you enjoy your in-breath, because many of us enjoy our (laughs) in-breath. And we know that our practice is good, is correct. And if you suffer during breathing in, that's not good practice. When you practice walking mindfully, if you suffer, that's not correct practice. So walk in such a way that you enjoy every step. I have arrived. I am home. I enjoy arriving. I enjoy being home. And if we train ourselves for a few hours, we have to get the habit of enjoying the here and the now. I have arrived. Arrived. Breathing in, you might take two steps. And that is not a statement, that is a realization. We arrive with every step. And with uh, the energy of mindfulness, we can very well arrive with every step. And when you breathe out, you may like to make three steps. Because our out breath is usually a little bit longer than our in breath. And we say, I am home. 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 And you feel at home. This is not a declaration, a verbal declaration. This is a, a realization. And if you feel that you are established in the here and the now as our home, we know that our practice is good, is correct. And from our tent to the meditation hall or to the restroom, we walk in such a way. You don't need to arrive uh, at the meditation hall to practice meditation. On the way from our tent to the meditation hall, we enjoy the kingdom of God. We arrive with every step. Arrive in the here and the now. The here and the now is our destination. Home. Sweet home. And we shall do that together during the whole retreat. Enjoy. We are enjoying the kingdom of God, the pure land of the Buddha. Enjoy our Sangha body. Because the Sangha is our body. Every one of us is a cell in the body of the Sangha. And if, if the Sangha can generate the collective energy of mindfulness, and then it is a true Sangha. Not only the name of a Sangha, a real Sangha, a true Sangha. And if our Sangha is a true Sangha, and the 
and then the true Dharma is with us. The living Dharma is there when the Sangha is a true Sangha. Because uh, sitting, walking, breathing, all of us generate mindfulness and concentration. That is why the living Dharma is there in the Sangha. This is not the spoken Dharma or the written Dharma or the recorded Dharma. This is the living Dharma generating joy and peace, brotherhood, sisterhood, and so on. And when you feel that there is brotherhood, sisterhood, joy, mindfulness, you know that the Sangha is a true Sangha. And the living Dharma, because the living Dharma is there, the living Buddha is also there. Because the Buddha is someone who is uh, um, who, um, who is inhabited by the energy of the living Dharma. Any one of us inhabited by the living Dharma is a Buddha. Imagine a Buddha without the living Dharma. He is not a Buddha. She is not a Buddha. So if uh, the living Dharma is true, is real in the Sangha, the living Buddha is there. You don't have to look for the Buddha in the west, in the east, above, below. The Buddha is available because the Sangha is available. And because uh, each of us practice as a cell of the Sangha body, we are sure, we can be sure that the real Sangha, a real Sangha is possible. So during uh, the whole retreat, uh, we shall practice uh, sitting, walking, breathing together, and together we will generate energy of mindfulness, concentration, insight, we produce uh, the real the living Dharma, and you allow the real Buddha to be there for us. And that will be very healing and uh, nourishing. And because um, we cherish every, every moment, that is why we observe uh, noble silence, so that everyone has a chance to practice uh, mindful breathing, mindful walking. Because if we think too much, if we talk too much, you have no time to enjoy the practice. A brother uh, inclusiveness, Thay Jung, and Sister Pine, two uh, Dharma teachers among us, will offer us uh, some uh, instructions, recommendations, so that all of us will enjoy more uh, our time together uh, in the retreat. Sister Pine is there and type up you. Please come. I'll be with you tomorrow morning for sitting meditation. This is a happy moment. Thank you for being there practicing with us.
Dear respected teacher, dear noble community, good evening. Um, we know that it's been a pretty long day for many of us, so we, we won't be too long here, especially because our teacher has just given such a beautiful and complete talk already about most of our basic practices. But um, my elder brother, Brother Inclusiveness, and I, we just have a few things to add. And he's a very good elder brother. He very skillfully persuaded me to speak first. But I made him promise that he would jump in. <laughs> um, it was so wonderful what Tai said right at the end before he went out that we would share a few things about how we can enjoy our practice more because one brother inclusiveness and I sat together to um, just reflect on what we would share. We both agreed that the most important thing is to enjoy. So when we practice mindfulness, that's really for us to enjoy our life and for us to enjoy every moment of our life, everything that we do, to really enjoy brushing our teeth, like Tai said, to really enjoy the gift that it is to walk on this earth, to be able to breathe, to be alive. Um, and as Tai said, one of the things that makes it possible for us to enjoy things more is when we can release a lot of our kind of habitual thinking and talking, the chatter in our mind that sometimes comes out, and just breathe, come back to our body and, and realize what a wonder our own body is, just like our flower that Tai was speaking about. So, um, as Tai said, we have the practice of noble silence that lasts from the end of the last activity in the evening until after the Dharma talk. So during that time, we try our best not to speak and it gives our mind a chance to rest, and also our body. And we can really come back to ourselves and allow everything that we've received, that we've experienced during the day, to, to go back into our store consciousness as we go into the time for sleeping. There are also other times that we practice silence during the day, like when we're eating. We really want to be there to enjoy the food. The food is such a miracle, it's incredible. We, we're hungry and the food is there for us, and it's very delicious food. And when we look at all the conditions that made it possible for that carrot, for that bowl of rice to come to us, we can see the earth, we can see the rain, the sunshine, the farmer, the trucker, the store cashier, so many people that made it possible for us to enjoy this food, to be nourished. So when we allow ourselves to let go of the habit of talking, we can become present for the wonders of our own body and the wonders of the dish of food and also of our friends. Because we know that, in fact, right now, there are many people who are hungry or are alone. And we come together as a community to really cherish the gifts that are given to us, including the gift of our, our brotherhood and our sisterhood, our being together. And we trust that if we can practice deeply in this way, water the good seeds in ourselves, and take good care of our own body, our own mind, then we'll find ways to reach out to the people who need us, the people closest to us, and the people in our community and in our world. So what we do here is very important and also 
very enjoyable. We also practice silence when we're standing in line for the food. So when we hear the bell outside that announces the mealtime, we can start to stand in line. And we can just enjoy being aware of whatever is going on. Maybe our mind is thinking, um, oh, look at him, he's taking all the beans, you know. Or, <laughs> um, you know, oh, I can't take that, it'll make me fat, you know. <laughs> um, or we can also be aware of the sensation in, in our body as we're waiting. We can feel our feet on the earth and be aware of the earth element in our own body too, that we're not separate from this earth that we're standing on and the earth that also gave us the food. We can feel our breath coming in and out. We may notice saliva in our mouth as we start to think about eating. Um, we, just, we just enjoy being there for whatever's going on in ourselves and we don't have to suppress it or push it away or be carried away by it. We just allow it to be there and we're, we're there. We're there for ourselves. We just come back to our body and we smile to whatever's going on inside and outside. Um, our working meditation time, we have a, a session of working. And this is a very wonderful opportunity for us to do things together with our brothers and our sisters. You know, sometimes Thai offers retreats at centers like the YMCA or a conference center. And in those places, we actually don't get the opportunity to have working meditation. This is a time when we can be together, lay friends and monks and nuns together, contributing to the retreat for everyone. So if you're someone who's helping to cut the vegetables, you get this incredible satisfaction at the next meal when you see people eating that celery that you cut or you know the rice that you washed. Um, or if you're taking care of cleaning the toilets, you can feel really happy that the people who come in will have a clean space to use and so on. So it's a really wonderful opportunity and it also gives us a training so that we can learn to come back to our body and our breathing as we work. We don't need to talk too much. We can just say whatever is necessary to say. And the rest of the time we just put our whole heart and our whole mind into what we're doing and what we're doing with our friends. And I just feel so happy for all of us to be here at Magnolia Grove and we know that the monks and nuns and the laymen and the laywomen here have put their whole heart, their whole bodies and their whole minds to creating these buildings, this space for us to come and practice mindfulness together, to be a refuge and a, a place where all of us can, can come together and really deepen our practice. So this is a chance for all of us each day to, to also practice working meditation and we do it as much as we can in silence. Do you want to say anything yet? <laughs> Can I borrow your notes? <laughs> mm, thank you, sister. Uh, just continue on on her uh, enjoying the retreat. Uh, um, I remember my first retreat. Uh, it was uh, quite strange to see everyone move so slowly and stop when you hear the bell. And it was uh, kind of new, so I felt really uncomfortable at, at first. Um, the pace, uh, the stillness, the quiet. Uh, I grew up in LA, so I felt very <laughs> like, strange, you know, but 
the more I, uh, the, as the retreat entered, I, uh, things uh, reveal themselves. Uh, as I said, the insight comes. So the insight doesn't just come from a Dharma talk or from uh, another person, from a book, but it comes from us stopping and slowing down and being still. And you see uh, wonderful things. I remember discovering eating salad without the dressing because they ran out of dressing and ran out of soy sauce. So, you know, I had salad with tomatoes and that was it. And it's possible to have salad and tomato without dressing. (laughs) And I tasted salad for the first time. And you can really touch the rain in it. Most of the time you put the sauce on it and it, you know, it triggers all kinds of stuff in your mouth and your, you know, the savor and the stimulation. But if you eat the salad without anything, it, it kind of pushes you to actually uh, have a new experience. <laughs> and so the insight uh, I had was that, wow, it's nice to just, you know, have a, get, get all that stuff away from you. Not have so much dressing on us, the way we've been cultured in our society and the way we've been grown up, the things our parents have told us, our teachers, and many messages that we have. Even with ourselves, the message that we have about ourselves, all this dressing that we put on, the labels we put on ourselves, is a kind of suffering. And I think for us, uh, this last, uh, this next uh, few days, rest to enjoy uh, ourselves without the dressing, <laughs> and it's possible. And I think we know we've all touched that, and that's the wonder of life. And I think that's. Uh, that's the deepest thing for us to really love life and to really live it. And the other daily things, the human things, the little irritations, those things, they fall into place and where they fit. And I think that's the deepest thing for a retreat for us, each one of us can touch. And I think for us to uh, walk, to eat, uh, when the bell in the dining hall or when we hear a bell, and we can also have our own bell. We know when we need to stop and to be still. And it's from that that uh, uh, things happen. Uh, my brother uh, from Vietnam, some of my brothers asked me what the word cultivate, cultivation, and cultivating meant. And I couldn't explain to him. I just said, it was kind of like a farmer, you know, when he makes the earth rich. Um, so it's a. Uh, mm, so our practice here the next uh, few days is to mm, to trust in the land, to trust in the weather, and just do our our practice, being mindful, being uh, uh, mindful of every aspect of our time here. Mm, some people ask us, how come there's so little sitting at the retreats? And they asked me, why don't you guys sit in the morning more? You know? this is a, a, from different traditions, there's more sitting. In our tradition, uh, you can't find it. It's, uh, it's the, the practice and the non-practice is very interweaved. And I think that's more helpful for us as we go back to our lives. 
So pay attention, it's actually more challenging. So when you go in sitting meditation, don't see it very different from when you were coming here. You know, sometime we get here and take off our shoes so we can go into meditation. Be careful because, <laughs> you know, how you place your shoes, we can tell what kind of meditation you'll have. <laughs> so this, it's, it's funny, but uh, it's, it's true, you know, how you place your f- shoe shows your care and your, your care for yourself and how you place your cushion, your mat, and how it's, it's hard to tell where meditation begins. So pay attention to that as you walk in and out of the bathroom, as you open your door, your tent. And so when you sit, don't uh, think about, okay, I'm going to meditate. But again, like my sister and Thay shared, to enjoy being alive. Okay, that's the most important. To be, you know, we will, you know, it, it will pass and we will be with the worms soon. But now, hmm, we can go in touch with the earth, the air, the sky, the moisture, the heat in our body, the sun. So when you sit, sit like the planet earth, sit with the sun, the cloud. Don't come in and sit and try to be, you know, the Buddha or to be enlightened. And especially our breathing. When we breathe, don't have the idea that, ah, I'm breathing. Like that, it won't last long. It's like, uh, like one of my brothers shared, it's kind of like, you know, meditating like this. Yeah, you can't hold it long. I've tried holding my fists. It can only last for a few minutes. And then it starts to shake. And then you, you just got to let go. And so for the practice, uh, sitting meditation, walking, try to pay attention to the non-effort, the non-practice. And I think that will bring more ease and enjoyment. And don't try to have insight, but just do your daily cultivating. Be aware of your step. When you pick up your food, be aware you're putting broccoli in your mouth. When you chew, you're chewing. So it's actual slowly uh, weaving together these moments. And it's a trick. I mean, it's, uh, mm, it's tough. Because we've been trained, what, 20 years, 30 years, maybe 50 years, 60 years, some of us, uh, to do the opposite, to multitask, to do many things, and to be dispersed, and to be distracted. And so it takes a little bit uh, uh, of effort, but not the hardcore, you know, commando effort, but more mm, a gentleness, a compassion to yourself. Because it, it would take some moments, and you'll see... Uh, the slowing down, the stillness, you'll see the, uh, the mind trying to uh, do the chatter and to uh, judge this and judge that and judge yourself. Mm. So for sitting, for listening to the bell, uh, for stopping. And I think these things uh, help us cultivate mm, and uh, kind of merge our life together, uh, the moments. To be more uh, um, a healing for us and more uh, nourishing. Mm. Just uh, a sister shared with me about the, an aspect of the food line, the eating. 
just to uh, pay attention to how much food we take to uh, to take just enough that we, uh, we can eat and maybe just a little bit less uh, as we uh, uh, chew our food and we eat more uh, slowly uh, you see and, and you know the more you slow you eat the more filled you get I mean you, you get full quicker and that's the experience of most of our friends so for those who are new to the retreat and for meditation eating um, pay attention to that and try to finish everything on your plate and to uh, be grateful to have food and to have that uh, uh, awareness when you're in line right away and as you stand as my to share pay attention to your posture and be uh, not in the waiting mode but to be in the live mode, so standing meditation. Be aware we have a safe place, uh, we have food, so many things cultivating our mind. Um, there's a few things, uh, I don't know if sister can continue, I don't know, that's about it. <laughs> we didn't want to keep you, uh, I know many of you have traveled uh, on the road far to get here. Uh, we just wish you a uh, good rest tonight, uh, and we'll practice uh, a noble silence again to uh, tomorrow. I know, Brother Fakol.